Welcome to Next Question, a podcast by White's Chapel. This is a podcast created by you, for you. You submit a question, and pastors and church staff do our best to answer them. We hope you enjoy. Joy, welcome to Next Question. I'm so glad to be here. Thank this you is, so much. This is our inaugural episode. I'm the first guest. You are the first guest. Wow. Uh, and so just so y'all know that we're being honest and transparent, Joy hasn't seen any of these questions. Nope. She doesn't know what's coming. Uh, I haven't uh, seen <laughs> any of these better. questions. Even I better. have no idea what's coming. So uh, we're just going to do our best. Exactly. There's a bowl of questions and we're going to pick from them. Yes, we and are. I have no idea what's in there. Are you ready for your next question? Oh. <laughs> you see what we did? Our, that, that, that's good. That's yeah. good. Okay. Next question. All right. Let's uh, let's start. Okay. This is a good one. <laughs> this is a good What is your least favorite book of the Bible? Your oh, least favorite. My least favorite. Uh, well, I would, I would begin by saying that the women from my Bible studies usually assume it's Revelation. Uh, okay. Because that's a tough one. That is a, it's a yeah. tough one to talk about. It's got a lot of stuff. Um, but I think um, I struggle the most with um, probably Leviticus. Okay. Yeah. I have a newfound love of numbers after doing a study. Okay. So I, I can't go that far. But Leviticus has a lot of rules and it's a lot of reading. It is a lot of reading. So that's. I, I think a lot of people end up when they're trying to read through the Bible and they start at Genesis, they try and do it that way. I feel like Leviticus is where a lot of people quit. Right. They're like, I've oh, heard that before. Hey, let's just skip around a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Now I'm, I, I love a lot of the interesting stuff. I really like the stories. Um, so I love like a Ruth or an Esther. Yeah. Um, I even love the prophets because some of the small prophet stories you can get a lot of depth out of and you can kind of put yourself into those situations. But Leviticus seems like a guidebook. Yeah. A book from school. Yeah, that I, I I'm not a fan of reading. Takes a lot of context too. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, you you kind of mentioned this, but just if the people don't know, mm-hmm. we should probably say what you do here. Uh, oh. Tell yes. them a little bit about yourself. This is not a question I pulled from the bowl, but probably a good question I'll, to answer. I'll answer anyway. Um, my name is Joy Robertson. I am the pastor for Women's Ministries, and I have just come up on my 11th anniversary here at White's Chapel um, and I'm enjoying um, being here on staff and enjoying being uh, on this brand new podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Next okay. question. See, we're it's already wheels off because we forgot <laughs> to introduce you. Uh, okay, let's do the next question. All right. Um, okay, this is a little deeper. What has challenged your faith the most in the last year? Wow, that is a little deeper. Challenged, challenged my faith. Um, I, you know, I, if I can, if I can broaden it a little yeah. bit and say, in the last two years, um, I would say the pandemic and the kind of implications that it's had on not only people medically but the world in general um, has has challenged me in the way that I was much more. Uh, I, I struggle with anxiety, yeah. and I was much more anxious than I ever expected I would be, um, and so that that kind of made me wonder, and and you know, to be honest, wonder why am I so nervous if I know that God's got this? Yeah, um, and so that was kind Amen. of a, a reoccurring theme over the last. I don't year. think you're alone. In that. I, yeah, <laughs> I can relate to that. I, I mean, I hope I'm not alone. No, um, because I think that's something we all kind of wondered. Like, okay, I, I shouldn't be nervous. 
I know that I know where I my, you know, I, I know where my faith is. I know that that God's in charge and God's here. But what is going on? Yeah. And why am I so nervous about it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been the biggest thing. And and it's taken. I, I wouldn't say I'm over that, but I would say it's something that I'm kind of learning and living in this new faith life of. Okay, I'm just going to give it to God. Yeah, I I'm love gonna that. I'm going to give it to God. Like, uh, yeah, because anxiety isn't um, a symptom of not being faithful. You know, no. I, I think a lot of people have struggled with anxiety during uh, the pandemic and, and still, like, I, it, it's hard to even remember going through that almost. Like, I'm <laughs> sometimes right? I've had those yeah. same moments too yeah. where I'm, I'm, I'm like, man, why do I feel so heavy? And I'm like, oh, it's been a hard couple of years. Like, it absolutely that's, has. You know, it's it's good to own that. Mm-hmm. It's good to, to recognize that. Oh yeah, and and it, it's been hard for everybody in different ways too. Not everybody has gone through anxiety. Some people have gone yeah. through the medical implications of of a disease. Some people have gone through loss and yeah. grief, and it's just been a heavy few years. And so I love the fact that we can um, look to our faith in those times and rely on our faith in those times. But I think we also need to band together and say, are you going through that too? Because yeah. I didn't think I was alone, but I was hoping I wasn't alone. And can we talk about it? There is something really comforting when somebody just tells you, oh, I've been there. Yes. Like, I, yeah, mm-hmm. that has, I've uh, discovered that very recently. Like just someone else saying like, oh, you, you, you know, I've already walked through this. Mm-hmm. I can, I can show you the way. Yes. You know, there's, there's a deep comfort in that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And a bonding. That is good. That was good. Next question. Next question. Let's go. Okay. Uh, oh, Sam's, we got Sam's picking colors here because I think the colors mean something, and y- now I'm nervous. Okay, so I'll tell you all about the colors. So we have, we didn't want <laughs> Joy, especially in the first episode, to just get back-to-back super high-level difficult theological That's questions. So sweet. So the questions uh, are color-coded to... <laughs> Uh, like difficulty and also we a blue one okay. means that this is one of our fans submitted this is our first oh. episode so we have only had a few that are f- fans submitted but uh, our, our one fan that's out there submitted this yeah well we have you know we've you got know, a couple we're people mov- we're moving it I don't even know three. if they know this is going to the podcast oh. <laughs> but they have submitted these questions uh, okay we have which fans. we will tell you later on in the episode how you can submit questions so be waiting for that perfect um, but this is what someone uh, sent to us they said someone started bashing Christians and I tried my best to defend myself but I didn't know how to respond what would you suggest it's a great question that is a really good question and it's interesting because I think in my experience, there are so many. I, I would be interested to know how they were bashing Christians, yeah. because uh, you know historically we've been bashed a lot of different ways. Um, and so, was it because we're too judgmental? Was it because they don't believe God exists? Is it because they think we're putting our faith blindly in something that we can't see? Yeah. Um, so, excuse me, fan. I'm going to assume one of these, and yeah. then you can tell us later if I got it right or not. Um, but I know a lot of times it's uh, the the young people that I've come in contact with when I was in young adult ministry struggled with, how do I know God is real? How mm-hmm. do I know there is a God? Yeah. Um, and that's a huge question and certainly absolutely normal to think about. Um, but I really found comfort in um, thinking about creation yeah. and thinking about how a child is made. Um, thinking about how those things are, we say that scripture knit together in your mother's womb. Well, it's really miraculous. Absolutely. And how a woman's body changes and how things happen with the baby and then the baby grows. I just don't think nobody could have thought that up. Yeah. My wife is pregnant right now and 
my mind is blown every day. We have one of those apps that tells us like, she's the size of a lime. She's the size of a lemon. And I'm like, what? Yeah. It blows my mind every day. Right. See, she has like the fruit app and then I have like the the man dad app that is it tells, like softballs or yeah it's like sports or like <laughs> this week the it's the size of a, size of a ge- it's a gecko a gecko which like I, a lizard gecko? which is a weird reference because it's not like I'm like oh yeah I know I know the size of a gecko um, but yeah she's she's a she's a gecko this week <laughs> but I love that yeah that that's that's given me the most comfort because I know no, that that could not have come out of nowhere yeah there was purpose there was design there is some God there that is that it has thought this through and, yeah. and, and that is here creating and um, it is that that I can put my faith in I can be comfortable with this so listener now that you're our fan um, if that's the answer if that's what you were thinking about great if not write back and I'll make the next yeah. person answer that and, and you know <laughs> I think because I was in young adult ministry as well and mm-hmm. the one I always saw too is maybe Maybe you ask why that person was bashing Christianity. Like mm. they, we we had so many young adults that came to White's Chapel that had been harmed by the church, yeah, and they were bashing rightfully something they had experienced. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a pastor who you know shared with them problematic theology or shamed mm-hmm. them or you know didn't lead with love, mm-hmm. and, and even sometimes you know their pastors or whatever they experienced may have been well-meaning. But they took it in a way that harmed them or hurt them. And so I think that that may be part of the answer, too, is why are they bashing? What what have they experienced or what have they seen um, that's causing them to to want to, you know, have conflict with you? Because mm-hmm. um, I think, unfortunately, there are a lot of people who've seen and experienced not awesome parts of our faith. I mean, mm-hmm. like there are churches that, that don't always represent Jesus well. Right. And um and that's so, a wonderful ministry opportunity to it is. go back to that person and say, it sounds like you've been hurt. And really, that's always kind of been our young adult ministry. Mm-hmm. We've we've yeah. always kind of had a young adult ministry that, that had a lot of people who were de-churched or yeah. were, were kind of seeking. And mm-hmm. um, that's that's been something that White Chapel has attracted often. Absolutely. Which makes me really proud of this church, that it's a yeah. it's a place for healing. Well, yeah. I, and I've had so I had so many that would come and say, I, I just remember I did a Bible study and we I said, open to the book of, gosh, um, Hosea. And um, this person looked at me and they're like, was that a boy or a girl? And I was like, oh, we're, we're starting from scratch here. Mm-hmm. But this is ABC. We're, 100%. And, and that's okay. They'd never read the, read, read the Bible. They yeah. never opened it up. They didn't know what all the little numbers and the big numbers meant. And, and I think we have to be kind and we have to be grace-filled and we have to be generous in all those conversations and say, oh, if this is something that you want to go deeper into, I'm here yeah. to walk alongside you with that. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Next question. Next question. All right. Let's, uh, let's see what this guy is. <laughs> okay. I like being able to like look at the question and yeah, laugh that's not before very you. Nice. It's really, it this makes me rude. feel a lot of power and I, I'm really enjoying <laughs> this. Uh, okay. What was Jesus's Enneagram number? Oh, well, the obvious is a nine. You think? I think the obvious the peace. is a peacemaker. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the Enneagram, by the way, it's yeah. a, how would you describe it? It's like a tool for it's a personality. It, test indicator yeah. kind of thing it tells you there's uh, nine numbers one mm-hmm. through nine and each 
uh, you know, and it's it's kind of based around your motivations, right? Mm-hmm. Right, your internal motivations. Yeah. So a nine is, the a, is the peacemaker. The nine is the peacemaker, um, kind of uh, n- not necessarily peacemaker between people. I mean, that's part of it. But it's also internally trying to find peace with the tension of the world and your internal thoughts. And um, it, it sometimes leads to asking more questions than having answers, which, which I would say that's a Jesus thing. And I will say that's that was kind of part of the inspiration. We had a really hard time picking the name of this podcast. <laughs> and one of the ones that we thought about was uh, Jesus' first question mm. in, in the Bible, which is, what are you looking for? What do you seek? Uh, because Jesus does ask like 307 questions. That's, Absolutely. again, part of the inspiration of this podcast mm-hmm. is Jesus asks so many questions. He's asked so many questions mm-hmm. and he really only gives like like straightforward answers yeah. like depending on how you count it's either three times or seven times but at most seven times with 300 questions yeah mm-hmm. so um yeah I, do you, a nine is good a nine is good well, what do you think i don't know i is it cheating to say all of them <laughs> You know? No, because we all have all of them yes. in us, right? And yes. Enneagram fans, we all have all of them. But I'm like, but where are you leaning? I don't know. Jesus flipping tables makes me think of an eight. You know, the challenger. Right. Yeah. But challenger. and he was he was very positive. I, I okay. I'm an Enneagram three. I don't think he was a three. You don't think he was a three because three is all about like achievement. And Jesus obviously achieved a lot, the greatest victory in history sure, and all. Right. But I don't think he was driven by like the way. No, he wasn't trying to be the best him. carpenter. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. I'm going to win awards for my exactly. carpentry skills. Yeah. So, and that's like my big distraction is like, mm-hmm. you know, my values and achievement or whatever. I yeah. don't, I don't think she just got tripped up by that. And I'm an Enneagram six, which is a, it's called the loyalty one, but it also um, is somebody who looks at the world and tries to reduce um, risk and reduce safe, reduce fear about um, unsafety. And I don't think that was Jesus no, at all. I, no. I think Jesus was like, I got this. We're moving forward. And I, and so I don't think he's a six. I think, maybe, I don't think, nine is, I think maybe nine is the best answer. I think you nailed it. I, well, yeah. that's I why mean, you asked me to be the first guest. Uh, hey, <laughs> people are going to pale in comparison <laughs> to you, Joey. You're really setting a high bar. Uh, okay, okay, next question. Next question. All right, let's see. <laughs> What's your favorite state? <laughs> My favorite. You're going to be split on this one. Nah. So t- tell the people where you're from. I grew up and hail from Michigan, mm. Kalamazoo, Michigan, mm-hmm. to be exact. Go blue. Go blue. Um, and she um, wanted to make it clear she's not a. I what am are they, not Spartans? a Spartan. Okay. I'm not a Spartan, and I am nowhere close to a Buckeye fan. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Um, and so I would definitely the Ohio say State. The <laughs> that drives me insane. You don't own the word the. You don't. You don't get to you claim get the to word the. Put it right in front of your university. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Um, anyway, so yes, I would say um, that I am still a big fan of Michigan, although I've been in Texas for 22 years now. Um, I, I, I it, you know, it's a good one. Any state that you can lift up your hand. And say where you live on the state really, I think sets it a, sets it apart. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with Michigan. Okay, okay. What's uh, this is a, a little follow up question follow just up? from me. Uh-huh. What uh, what do you miss most about Michigan? Is it the weather? I asked this in what like the end of June when it's. <laughs> Like 102? <laughs> well, unfortunately, they're in 100 right now. Which Are they is a really? very, very strange situation. Um, for me, it's the freshwater lakes. Okay. Um, I pretty much lived on the lake in South Haven, lived on Lake Michigan growing up because all my grandparents were there. And so we spent the weekends there. And so I really miss having 
a freshwater beach with no sharks um, to to swim in and boat in and all that. So that's what I miss the most. Yeah, that's that's fair. And, you know, I have to say, if you've never been to one of the Great Lakes, it looks like an ocean. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the first time I took my husband Kyle there, uh, he was like, what? This is I'm just going to a lake, but this yeah. is no lake. You cannot see the other side. You cannot guess, see uh, any land. I guess in Arlington, they don't have... <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? There's a lake there. Anyway, whatever. Joe Pool. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Joe Pool. Joe Pool is not It's not, not quite the same as Lake Superior. Like, no, <laughs> not at all. Not as fresh. Not as fresh. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. All right. Next question. Next question. Okay. What is one of the funniest things slash mistakes that has happened during a worship service? I'd say to you. <laughs> oh, come on. I, okay. Well, unless you've got it. If you've got a great one of someone else, please expose them. Uh, I mean, this was all public, right? So, yeah, so I, mean, I can't that, say anything that hasn't been on video. You can video. tell us I've got stories about me that you could probably tell. No, 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 no. Um, for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm involved very rarely in, in uh, the worship service. And so my only mistakes would be um, walking up at the wrong time or starting to talk when somebody was starting to sing and, and getting the wrong thing. Uh, my favorite is still by far um, when uh, Dr. McKellar uh, could not um, break the communion bread <laughs> and went hard trying to cl- open it and twist it and crank it and, and that was on on screen yeah it was um that that's been one of my favorite things i i, I really laughed out loud at that one i think Why i was up in the bed so hard yeah. <laughs> i think it was frozen on the inside wasn't it, it? Was, was that because, the issue well and i think we were just coming back from pandemic so it was the first time we were using it was the first time like, we were using bread and again. it was totally frozen and he just got frustrated <laughs> and he just tried to turn it and it was and Todd started laughing at Yeah, him, that, that's always even, the hard part. If, which was even if worse. If Todd starts giggling, yeah. then... It's over. Yeah, it is kind of over. It's over. That's my. That's one of my favorites. What about you? Uh, I guess... Um, I don't know. Maybe... I've had lots of flubs. Uh, when, we first, no. when I first started doing Saturday Night, we just had lots oh. of chaos. We had... Uh, uh, the one that pops into my mind immediately was um, we had somebody that was doing uh, lights for us one night mm-hmm. and it wasn't our normal light person. And so uh, they cranked up this fog machines super high and it set off the fire alarm. Oh, no. And I preached through the whole service <laughs> with this fire alarm going off. And so I was like trying to tell stories or like oh. I would I would like tell a joke. And when I would get to my punchline, I would have to stop and wait because the fire alarm, when it goes off, there's a British female yes, voice that says to you. evacuate evacuate leave the be- building immediately <laughs> evacuate she says it twice it's about takes about 10 seconds so i was like telling a story and i'd wait let it do its 10 seconds and go and jesus was there the whole time and it <laughs> and just it was just <laughs> so profound yeah. and and she's telling so that was definitely hard oh, i would yeah. say the other thing is one of the first times i ever got up to this is when i had just uh, joined the pastoral staff. I got up to do, what was it? It was the uh, um, kind of benediction invitation yeah, or yeah. not benediction, but the invitation part of right. the service where we, you know, we invite all forward. If, you, if you'd like to make some sort of profession of faith, if you'd like to, you know, re renew your membership here, we'd love to have you come forward. Well, I was so nervous and I got up in the lectern and I just lost my words oh, and I got oh, up no. and I said, uh, if you are, if you, um, if you, uh, you want to come forward and re- rededicate your f- faith membership, 
we, pastors oh, are no. here. Thank you. And I just <laughs> Thank you. butchered it. And I came down and uh, uh, luckily I had uh, one of uh, one of the wonderful people in our congregation came up to me and said, it's okay, sweetheart. You'll get him next time. <laughs> You'll get him next time. And I was like, because in my head I was like, it probably wasn't that bad. Like it wasn't, as, it wasn't as bad as I think. It wasn't as bad as I think. And she was like, that was really bad, but you're going to be okay. Yeah, so Yeah. It's a learning experience. Yeah. Shout out to Lisa Barham for the oh, encouragement. Oh, yeah. sweet Lisa. So, uh, yeah, right. I've got a bunch. You, yeah. But. When you're here long enough, all kinds of fun stuff happens. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Let's Next see. question. Next question. Oh, okay. What other denomination would you be if you couldn't be a Methodist? You know, I wouldn't be anything else. Mm. I. Mm. You know, I think we share this similarity. Yes. We're both cradle Blue Methodists. Blood. We have never been anything else. And I don't even know in else. even in college I tried to go to another campus ministry because Same. they didn't have a Wesley Foundation and it just I, I couldn't do it. There's mm-hmm. a comfortability, there's a, a sacredness about the United Methodist Church. There's a uh, the connectional system has always been so amazing to me mm-hmm. um, being from Michigan and seeing how you know conferences and districts and everything worked there and now being in Texas and having the same kind of um, view of those things and even working for the conference office. How long did um, you work for the conference office? I worked for the conference office for four years. Okay. Um, I didn't and, realize it was that long. And I was the um, coordinator for youth ministry. And so I went to all the churches in our conference and met with all the youth ministers and provided resources and support and um, events to bring the youth ministers together so they could then support. So were you each over CTCYM? I was not. That was okay. the one thing. That was the, another thing. And if so, you're not familiar with CTCYM, uh, Central is. Texas Conference Youth Mission. In Mission. Youth, Youth in, in Mission. mission. Mm-hmm. And it was Which a, is a mission trip. That was my first ever mission that's trip. That's what you went. Was CTCYM. You went on that, yes. I did. Absolutely. Until we moved uh, to another conference, but. That's what happens when you have an itinerant pastor. Yes. As a father. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so I, I would say I, I have never thought otherwise, and um, I really, truly um uh, have stayed in the Methodist Church and decided to become ordained in the, Meth- the United Methodist Church because of the beliefs and the social principles. And um, I'm here. I love it. I love it. Okay, another fan submitted. Ooh. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, how can I get better at prayer? It feels so hard to pray and to pray consistently. Do you have any tips for me? It's a great question, listener. That is a great question. A great question. Um, Get better at prayer. Yeah, see, I, and that's that's what I wonder. Is yeah. it is it the words coming out don't feel good enough? Because yeah. I think that's what I struggled for a long time with was the eloquency. Yes. Is that a word? Eloquency? The, being eloquent yeah. in my prayers until I realized I am who I am. Yeah. And I speak the way I speak. And I'm, I'm pretty casual in my speaking. Um, and um, that's how, why would I want to not be casual and, and try to, put on airs when I'm talking to God. Yeah. Um, and Cause so, some people like, <laughs> I grew up, huge I, yeah, I grew up in a, a very formal United Methodist church. Yeah. I grew up in lots of United Methodist churches, but the, the main <laughs> one that I claim is Marvin yes. United Methodist where you and yes. Kyle served for a yes, minute. Yes, we did work there. Um, but uh, it was a very formal church. And I remember uh, seeing people pray or hearing people pray. And it's like these Southern East Texas men, these cowboys would suddenly start speaking old English 
You know, like, Ye Lord, Father. bequeath upon me your benevolence. <laughs> With an X. <laughs> and you're like, what? That so is not how you? you talk. No. So, yeah, I do think that, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that, that makes a difference. Um, for me, the idea of praying without ceasing kind of guides my prayer life to to um, kind of always have that, and I don't want to say running dialogue, but always kind of kind of saying prayers to God, yeah. um, whether it's in the car, whether it's walking, um, but just kind of saying, oh, God, please be in this conversation. Please be here. Um, and, and I think you can have both. You can have kind of that ongoing dialogue with God as your prayer life. And you can also have set aside times where you pray over lists of people and you pray over um, things going on in your life. Um, but don't ever think that um, one or the other is the only thing you can do or that you have to have a certain amount of hours in a day that you pray. Yeah. Um, it's about the relationship with God. It's about the connection that you have with God and nobody, nobody can tell you if yeah. it's good or not. And I nobody love that. Can tell you. Try different things. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. forever I heard John talk about the, the five finger prayer. Yeah. And I never, I never thought that that would be for me, but then I started doing it. And I love How's it now. Been? It's been great. Yeah. I do it every night. Like it's the last thing I do before I go to bed. Uh, and if you're not familiar with the five finger prayer, I might get this Please wrong. But right. the thumb is uh, you pray for those closest to you because your thumb points to you. Like pointing. So it's yeah. those closest to you. It's not gigum. It's not. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> not gigum. It's absolutely. Sorry, we're Aggie all, friends. We've lost, we've lost Aggies, all our Aggie We've friends. lost Ohio State. We're just gonna. <laughs> we're just gonna ax them. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, thumb is like those closest to you. So I, you know, pray for my, right. your spouse, pray for your family, whatever. Then your pointer finger is those who point the way. Oh. So I, I always end up like, I think about that as like people in our community who are leaders. So mm-hmm. pastors and teachers and, you know, local government and that kind of thing. Yeah. I always end up praying for teachers or I have been well, a lot lately. Yeah. And then your middle finger, your tallest finger is those in like positions of higher authority. So okay. praying for our president, for our country, for, you know, world politics, that kind of thing. Yeah. Your ring finger is your weakest finger, so you pray for those who uh, are kind of the least, who yeah. who, who uh, are oppressed or whatever. Um, and then the last one, the pinky, the smallest finger, is when you pray for yourself. So I, I never thought about doing that, but I, I finally started, and it really has transformed my prayer life. That's amazing. Um, it just gives me, it went to this listener to respond to their question, I, I feel like it gives me a model when mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say or if I'm struggling to be consistent, which mm-hmm. is yeah. what they said they struggle with. It gives me like, okay, I'm going to walk through these five things. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, pinky. All right, we're done. Right. I've so, done it. I've, I've been productive. I've finished the way I wanted to go. Great question. Yeah. Great question. Good question, listeners. Okay. Send these in. I think we have time for, I think we have time for one more. So last question. Okay. So last question. And we're going to pull another. Oh, he's looking at the colors. Yeah. What does it mean? Uh, we're going to pull another. You didn't ask me what like ice cream flavor I like. I know. These are, these are much harder than I know. <laughs> <laughs> they have been pretty deep. They've been great. Uh, okay, let's do this one. What jobs did you have before you were in ministry? Oh, my goodness. Um, well. You were straight out of college. So, To yes, seminary, right? Yes and no. no yes and no. Um, before I became an ordained person, um, I did work on church staffs. I've worked on seven different church staffs. 
um, in a variety of... Can you name all seven? Absolutely, I'm sure I can. Tell um, us where they were. Well, let's just say I started as a hostess at a buffet restaurant. So, okay. I mean, I've really moved a up A famous buffet restaurant that we would know? Well, I, you know, Golden it's an old Corral. one. No, 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 no. This, I'm from Michigan, remember. You yeah, probably yeah, wouldn't. Yeah. It's called Old Country Buffet. Old Country Buffet. Which, you know, it was a step above Golden Corral. Okay. Sorry. Fancy Golden buffet. Corral, it was a fancy buffet. Um, and so... When I, uh, the first church that I worked for was, um, actually, I think it was Marvin. Was it? Uh, Marvin so you went was straight the first from church. buffet to? No, I stopped a few places. I worked at a bank. I worked at a bank during Y2K. If you remember that, I worked for the vice president of IT, who was a very oh anxious gosh. gentleman during that time. It was, that was, that was a tough time because the whole Y2K, we thought the airplanes were coming down and the bank had to get ready for all of that. And that was in Alabama, which... Alabama. So, yeah. um, so and where'd y'all live in Alabama? We lived in Alexander City, um, which, which is, is between Birmingham and Auburn. Okay. Uh, beautiful so place. So kind of central. Kind of central, um, right by Lake Martin, which is, we got married on Lake Martin. Always around lakes. Beautiful. I See, it's a, it's a recurring theme. It is a recurring theme. It's a recurring theme. Um, and so the first church that I worked at was Marvin UMC. <clears throat> whoop, whoop. Then we, <laughs> then we came to only, Dallas. Only, only lame United Methodist pastors would whoop whoop. Yeah. At Marvin. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Best. Yeah. Um, then that was we, a good place. We good came place. to Dallas and I worked for first United Methodist Dallas. Okay. Then I worked for, actually, then I worked for Hillcrest Church, which was not a Methodist church, but they were hiring. So I, I took the job. That's big. Um, then I worked for the SMU Wesley Foundation. Okay. Uh, I left there to take a co youth director role at University Park UMC because the youth director was my husband, Kyle. Yes. And he thought he needed an associate youth director. And I said, I would do that. Yeah. And that was great. And the senior pastor was? The senior pastor at that time was somebody named um, Thomas Q. Robbins, which I, I don't know. He's kind of a legend. I think you may have heard of him. Uh, yeah, I've heard of him. That would I've be your grandfather, correct? Uh-huh. Yes. So uh, my Kyle and I worked for so <laughs> Sam's what, so, grandfather. Yeah, what year? What year? Uh, that was like 2002. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you were like two at that age or something. No. <laughs> okay, chill, no. chill, chill. I was, uh, uh, I was older than that, but not so, a lot, but a little. So we worked at University Park, and then um, I went back to the Wesley Foundation and became an associate director there, and um, then also became the college and young adult minister at Highland Park Methodist. And so I kind of bridged the gap between the SMU Wesley Foundation and Highland Park Methodist. Mm-hmm. And then after I left there... I went to the conference office and then I came here and I've been here, like I said before, for 11 years. But the most meaningful job you ever had was at the buffet. <laughs> is that, I feel like that's what you're saying. You heard, you heard a lot. In that and I want y'all to know that Joy is actually seeking a job. At, <laughs> he, she's applied to a lot of buffets. She's going to leave women's ministry. Buffet ministry. Buffet ministry. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's that's really, the, it's innovative. That's it's, it's, uh, Absolutely. it's really where I'll the tell them going. about Jesus as they walk through yes. the line and they can't get away from me because they've got to go get the next piece of bread. You know who else fills your plate? <laughs> Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and He and you can always come back to Him. (laughs) You can always come back. You can always. always He will fill you. That's good. I think you got something there. I think so too. I think you're onto something. We'll we'll play around with this. Well, Joy, thank you. We're ending on the fame ministry. That's that's the only place to end. It's the only place to end. Last question. Thank you for being here. uh, For we we were uh, we really weren't sure how this was going to go, but this has been a lot of fun. Uh, we hope that you, the listener, has enjoyed. Uh, please share this with your friends, and we will see you next time 
on the next question. The next question. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Next Question. If you'd like to submit questions, you can send an email with subject line next question to questions at whiteschapelumc.com.